evening, everybody. I am your host today, and I'm joined by Trey and Sahi. So this was a fantastic week of sports. But first, Trey, how you doing, man? How's your week? I'm good. Day off today. Day, Day off, off today. Shawty in the building. Okay, that's right. Nice and relaxed. Sahi, how yes, about you, sir. man? Hey, same, same, same. I was off too. So you were both off? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, both. Yeah, yeah. You both. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm right. jealous. <laughs> All right, good. All right, y'all are well Let's rested then. Let's get it. All right, we're going to start off with a very, very simple topic. We talked about it last week, and that is the Bucks won the finals. The Bucks are the champions. Giannis held it down. Um, we don't need to comment anything specific. Just what, what were you feeling about it? And you know what? Normally, I, I throw it to Trey first, but Sahi, man, what, how was the NBA finals? We, we saw the finals. We saw the finale. Obviously, the Bucks won. Giannis came to play. Uh, Middleton came to play. It was a fantastic win, in my opinion, at least watching the Bucks. anyhow. So how, how did you feel about the finals? Yeah, all in all, I'm not a Bucks or a Suns fan. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with either one. They both deserved it. You know what I'm saying? Hard working from the bottom teams that didn't make any crazy moves. They stuck with the guys they had. Whoever won it, you know what I'm saying? They deserved it. They, I didn't get what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to see seven games. I wanted to see a winner takes all. Like they're diving on the floor, elbows. You know what I'm saying? Coaches yelling, getting teed up. Game seven. I wanted something like that, but, um, um, and also I wanted the Suns to win for Chris Paul. So that didn't happen. So, I mean. I'm not mad at I'm not mad at all. I'm not happy. It's kind of just like whatever, you know. Uh, good job, be honest. Um, it was a good NBA playoffs, and they, you know what I'm saying. They deserved it. So it's whatever with me. Lakers coming back. Best believe it. Oh, don't worry. We're going to talk about that in a minute, Sahi. Oh yeah. I was waiting for the jokes though, but I appreciate it, Sahi, with a serious yeah. take at the opening yeah. round. Let's go. I love it. I, we we need you. We need you to take more Mondays off, man. I'm just playing. Great, <laughs> great. How'd you feel about the finals, man? Uh, overall, I thought the finals were great. Um, I think the Bucks did exactly what I said last uh, podcast. They just dominated physically. They were just bigger, stronger, um, and the Suns did not. Uh, they didn't do anything to change that. They didn't come up with any other scheme. They didn't. They just tried to go on with the same old, same old. They didn't try to build the wall. I thought it was just a bad move on Monty Williams' part. But overall, the playoffs were wonderful. Um, two small market teams getting in there, you know what I mean? Saying uh, that they can do it, and they did it. Um, I'm, next year is going to be crazy because you know Phoenix is coming back that much more harder, and in the West and in the Western Conference. So this is going to be exciting. I'm excited to see what happens next year. Yeah, okay. Well, you know what? Since, Trey, you mentioned next year, we're going to kind of open that up in a second because what you just said to me was the Western like Western Conference. Now, I'm not trying to exclude the Bucks, but we know where the Bucks are, and we know the real competition is the New Jersey. However, having said that, when we look at the West, what we're talking about is a potential healthy Clay Thompson coming back. Um, the Warriors, Draymond Green and Clay have been asking the front office to try to trade for another option. So we'll see from them. We already know they're a solid team. They may not be 
the favorites, but they're still a, a great team. Now, but more importantly, we, we mentioned LA. And the reason why I want to talk about LA is very, the last couple of days have been interesting. There's been a Russell Westbrook trade rumor. And there's also been um, somebody who's kind of been fanning his own flame in DeMar DeRozan. He's, he's, a, he's a kid from LA and he's very publicly talked about, hey, if you were a kid and you had the opportunity to play for your home city, you'd want to try to do it. So it sounds like San Antonio is going to have a hard time keeping it. So having said that, what do you guys think about LA first? Let's start there. For the Lakers, what do they need to do? Obviously having a healthy LeBron, James and Anthony Davis helps, but what do they need to do to compete next season? We're going to start off with Trey on this one. Trey, what do you think the Lakers need? I hear the talks about Russell Westbrook. I, I don't think as great as Russell Westbrook is, I don't think that Russell Westbrook's the answer for the Lakers. Um, just because of what Westbrook is, honestly. He's a ball dominant point guard that, ha- that makes all the decisions and he's not efficient at scoring. Um, I think if they could get DeMar DeRozan as a wing player, that would be dope. Um, I think they need a uh, a very heady point guard. Um, I don't know where they're going to get it from. I mean, I've heard things about Mike Conley. I've heard things about possibly Chris Paul, although I don't know how that money would work. Um, if they could get a heady point guard, um, I think that would be nice. But if they could get DeMar DeRozan and LeBron actually plays the point like he, everyone thinks he should anyway, I think that that would be that would be more than enough to get them to the finals. Because Demar Derozan is a bucket. He's a two point. He, I mean, he's a two point mid range assassin, and he can get to the basket, and he's going to hit his free throws. And if he needs to, he's proving he can hit threes. He had one season where he just decided he was going to shoot threes, and he did it. So, Tahi, what do you think, man? Yeah, I, I agree with Trey, especially when he talked about Westbrook. I was going to say, the first thing they need to do to compete is about the idea of bringing in Russell Westbrook because uh, he's going to destroy the whole chemistry of the team. He's a guy that I, I love to watch play, but at the same time, I hate to watch him play because it's just like, come on, man, why'd you do that? But then he'll come back and do something amazing. He's like the... Uh, the Jameis Winston of the NBA. <laughs> I'll put it that way. That This dude could do some amazing things, but he's going to do some real bonehead things. And I was a fan of that for a couple years in Tampa Bay. <laughs> so <laughs> being in LA, I don't want to have a round two of that because <laughs> I know how that ends. There's a lot of disappointment. But um, like you said, DeMar DeRozan would be a good guy. Um, the guy I want to see them trade for uh, is Steph Curry. Um, get get Steph Curry over there. Convince him, LeBron. You know what I'm saying? You need a three-point shooter. Klay Thompson coming back. He's had a couple injuries. Yeah, he's a spot-up shooter. What is he going to give you on defense? You know what I'm saying? What, what? What, come on. What What's mean? he going to give you on defense? What, what are the rest... What 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 do the Warriors have? You know, yeah, they made the play on play-in game, barely. You know, and Curry had to carry him the whole time. But he's not going to be able to continue to do that. Uh, uh, Draymond Green, he's on a decline. He's on a decline. His best years are behind him. Let's just, let's just be real. 
Let's just be real. Curry needs to get out of there. Go to LA. If that happens, Lakers, Lakers got it. Okay. I'm, yeah, Trey, go ahead. So, you know they're getting Wiseman back and they're getting Clay back, and you still think Curry should just scurry out of there? Scurry on up out of there, Curry. So, Wait. so you think he's gonna come to LA? He should. If he want to win another championship. Are you speaking as a fan or you think this could actually happen? It was rumors going around. I'm just going with the sources. You know what I'm saying? Sources are saying that Curry might want to get out of there. You know what I'm saying? So if LeBron could, could swing that, then, you know what I'm saying? Then LeBron the greatest, future, the super greatest. Yeah, uh, one of the, yeah the super greatest of all time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, all I'll say is if if he does pull that off, then he's truly le GM as people claim he is, anyway. So um, interesting takes. I appreciate them, and I I, I kind of agree with you guys. But here's the one thing I'm going to say real quickly in Russell Westbrook's defense: this man has averaged a triple double for four total That's NBA true. seasons, and what? it's really great. It's really unfortunate Amazing. because if you looked at it in a vacuum and all you heard was this man has done something nobody's done in history four times but nobody wants him it's a weird thing to say but it is true and i think that's so weird about russell westbrook because we all love like how much he plays and how hard he plays but he plays russell westbrook's way which to me is just not going to win a championship and although they need a point guard like trey's pointing out this is not the type of point guard they need it's more like the Chris Paul like we were referring to. So it's going to be interesting. Dennis Schroeder's gone. Uh, we know that's going to happen because he's expecting 100 mil and they view him as a sixth man and they're not going to pay him that kind of money. And nor should they after his performances in the playoffs. So it's, it's kind of weird to say, but Russ game should kind of be like Giannis where he just shouldn't take three. If he could no, I agree. Like his, like his mid-range game, his mid-range game and then get into the... If he had DeMar DeRozan's mid-range game and continued his aggressiveness to the basket, Russell, we would be talking about Russell's Westwood second championship, at least by now. Right. Oh, I don't the disagree. Thing, I, I don't disagree. Yeah. The thing Quite about time. it, he need KD and James Harden. All right? He need KD and James Harden. If the Nets could somehow wiggle some pieces and get Russell Westbrook... If and they get rid of Kyrie over there with them shooters and Kyrie, come on now, come on. That's what he and need you, to reunite with his boys, man. That's the only you way. Know, you want him to go to Brooklyn. He Brooklyn. wants Brooklyn to become the Oklahoma City Thunder of the two thousand. To be honest with you, to be honest with you, all right. So James Harden accepted his role and he was the point guard. Kyrie had one of the most efficient seasons he's ever had, and mm-hmm. KD is KD. Yeah. Bring Russell they Westbrook have, in. They don't have any money though, so <laughs> Russell Westbrook don't need any money. He's I don't know. You know, over the next two years. What I what I would say if if I were if I were Brooklyn, based on what I've seen, and I love Kyrie, but his mind's not always on basketball. He's one of the greatest players when he's playing, but his mind's not on basketball. I don't know if Russell necessarily makes him any better, but it's something to think about. So yeah. I appreciate what everyone just said. Um, well, we're going to move on on the topics because I have two more basketball topics. This one's not really basketball, but Marvin wanted to talk about it. I can't wait till next week. I won't be here. So we're going to talk about it. Space <laughs> Jam 
Space Jam New Legacy. I don't know if you guys saw it. Have you guys seen the movie? Either of you. Okay. I fell asleep I watching it with my boys. Okay, you fell asleep <laughs> watching with your boys. Sahi, what about you? I have not seen it. You have not seen it. Okay. I, I, I haven't prepared myself for it. That's you. okay. I didn't prepare you with any itinerary, so he didn't even get the opportunity in Sahi's defense. I'm going to start off with this one, to be honest. I got to, and I'll let Trey with the children talk next because I got something to say about this movie. Now, I am a huge LeBron James fan. Let me let me put this on the record. On record, uh, historically, the most complete basketball player. The GOAT conversations for another day, but not even close. If you're going to start a team, it's basically him, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Michael Jordan, Will Chamberlain. People always make those arguments, whatever. The point being is he's easily one of those players where you start the basis with LeBron and you move forward. Now, I know this is a movie, but this is a point. People are always going to compare him to Michael Jordan. And in this case, because he copied his movie. Um, here's my thing about this movie. This movie, and I said this to Marvin on, on the show yesterday that you're going to see on Sunday. This movie had no business being as long as it did, and it shouldn't have took no damn 36 minutes for me to see Bugs Bunny. That was my problem with this movie. This movie was LeBron James featuring the Looney Tunes. I could not believe what I was watching. I fell asleep four times before I was able to actually finally watch the movie front to back. Because I felt like I wanted to watch it and I didn't want to just be like a complainer, right? Because it's just so easy to be like, I fell asleep and all oh, this, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, it seriously took me my fifth try before I was able to watch it fully. Now, it wasn't terrible, but here's my thing. It's a kid's film. And it, if it's a kid's film, the first and foremost thing should be focused on the children. Children do not want to like look for some convoluted plot. They just want to see cartoons and they want things to get moving and they want action on the screen. But instead they wanted to be like, LeBron grew up fatherless and then he's really mean to his kid. And then, you know, like this, that, and the other. And it took 30 minutes to do that narrative before they started with cartoons. So for me, that's my biggest issue with this movie. I'm not going to get into ratings and things like that. And it's not like the original Space Jam was amazing. But for me, my biggest problem was, and everyone I've talked to that has kids, let me clarify that, their kids couldn't watch, like focus. They couldn't watch this movie because it took too long and they had to fast forward through things. So my biggest issue was basically the first 30 minutes. Because if they just moved it into the cartoon section, I don't think anyone would have cared. There doesn't need to be some crazy big reason why they're playing basketball, but they tried to make a real story out of this. So that's my first problem. And then my second problem was, at least with Michael Jordan's story in Space Jam, it made sense. He was at that moment retired from basketball playing baseball so the story was to get him to play basketball again there was a reason behind it whereas like this movie for those of you who haven't seen it such as sahi the whole premise was like lebron james is a dickhead to his son and that's the story and then like it's his redemption arc and understanding compassion and like not having to be like following footsteps so i wasn't a huge fan lebron's acting wasn't great Mike's was worse, but LeBron was on the screen for like 55 minutes. So he had to do a lot of acting scenes. So I feel like they should have trimmed that down, give us a little more Looney Tunes. So those are my two big qualms, but let's go to Trey. Trey has children. Trey's also seen this movie. Trey, what was your, what did you like? What did you dislike about this movie? So I haven't seen it all the way through. I fell asleep on it. Uh, yeah, probably within like the first hour. Um, I, 
meant to watch it again today just to say I have watched the whole thing. Um, but I don't think that Michael Jordan's actor acting is worse than LeBron James. I just feel like the original Space Jam is just cinematically better. Uh, it's easier to watch. It's easier to palette. Um, this is rough. This is rough. He was way better in Trainwreck than he was playing himself in this movie. I agree with that statement. He, he I agree re- with that statement. Regressed. He regressed as an actor. Uh, and I I hate to talk bad about LeBron. I, I appreciate everything he stands for. But uh, garbage. It just felt hollow, his acting. Just like gar- it, it was. It was real stiff and robotic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's We're on the same like page. Me out there. <laughs> right. No, you know, well, like, and that, I hope Marvin will at least admit that later at a later date. Because Marvin's an actor, and there's no way he can, like, I love LeBron. Let me clarify. But it was just like, how could they do a cut on that scene and be like, he nailed it? You know, I just right. I don't understand. And I'm not a professional. You know, I just watch right. a lot of movies. I watch <laughs> a lot of movies. I know what I like to look for, and I know what I don't. I know what I don't like. And I don't like a lot of what he did. Yeah. All I can say is this. Here's my ending before I go to Sahi. I know he hasn't seen it, but Sahi always has something for us. I want the, the, the megabytes and the gigabytes I downloaded from watching this movie back. I, that's my refund because I have HBO Max. I can't get a refund, but I could at least get the data back because that was terrible. I probably spent like 30 gigabytes because I watched it like five times before I finally finished the movie. But Sahi, they did get me. They did get me because if, it, if I go over the my views. cap and the views, it counts for them. It counts every yeah. time I watch that. Sahi, what about you, man? Any idea, anything you want to say about this topic or are we going to move on? Oh, uh, yeah, we could pretty much move on because I, I mean, I want to watch the movie. Maybe. I don't know. I wasn't I was never real excited for it because like a remake like this, like Space Jam was an original. Nobody was just like, you know, what, Space Jam. I want, it just came out of nowhere. And it was just like, what is this? This is something new. And then every you're already compared to Jordan. You know what I'm saying? You're already compared to him in every way. And it's pretty annoying. Why would you go and make a Space Jam, man? Do something else. Right. Make an R-rated film. You know what I'm saying? Make a movie about being a pimp. That, that would be interesting. You know what I'm saying? That's um, too edgy for know. his image, man. That's way too edgy for That's, his image. Exactly. Oh. It'd be so... But it's just acting, right? So just, yes. just be super extreme, you know? <laughs> Don't... Uh, whatever. Space right. Jam, you guys said it was terrible. I appreciate I appreciate your opinion on that though because I feel like a lot of people felt that way in the sense of a lot of the ways he's always been like number 23 you know like very the next look like Michael so like you said to your point it's just weird for him to be like let me let me also just make this movie that he already made instead of doing something original I agree with you so we only have one more to cover on the NBA and we'll move on to the NFL we've been talking about this quite a bit so we gotta cover it I don't really care that much. You got to be honest, but we got to cover it. So um, let's put it this way. The U.S. lost to France. I mean, we we saw that coming based on their performances recently. So I don't know. We don't need to go too much into it. But Sahi, what do you feel about the U.S. team? Uh, I'm going to quick do a caveat here. There's a couple of gentlemen who had just played the NBA Finals. So I'll give them some slack. But what do you think about the U.S. team? And their, their, what, what did you call them again? Second... I don't remember what you said. You said something that cracked me up. Second tier, something along those lines. Yeah, um, 
I forget what I said, but um, I haven't been able to to really watch any of the games, so I don't really know how they're playing. I, I don't even know how to watch them, what time they come on. Um, I always just hear about the highlights and how they have been losing, and it just blows my mind. These are supposed to be the the greatest athletes of basketball in the world, you know? Um, but you throw these group of guys together, they're not really the best that we have. Um, KD is supposed to be the second best player in the world um, compared to LeBron. You got Damian Lillard out there. He gets all kinds of hype. Uh, you, you got other growing stars go um, out there. Devin Booker, uh, Chris Middleton. Let's see once they get acclimated um, to the system just to really judge them. Um, it's hard to put a judgment on them now, um, but you should never really lose to France. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Like, the NBA losing to these countries is like, is like the NBA decided they're going to play against teams made in each state. Like, the NBA All-Stars versus Ohio. And, and they lose. You know what I'm saying? To just some average Joes. I don't know, man. Don't know. That Ohio team with Steph Curry and LeBron James would be pretty pretty dope. Just saying. Yeah. I, you don't, you never know. Um, but um, it's... it's. I don't know, man. I don't know. They should be... They shouldn't... This shouldn't even be a, like a, a concern. It's just weird to talk about. Like, we're supposed to dominate basketball and that's just how it goes. Didn't we invent basketball? I think Pretty a Canadian much? did technically. I think we just uh, took the logo and pretended like we did it. <laughs> I could be wrong, but you know, that, that's America. That's what yeah, we do, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, so I, it, I think we'll at least get a, a bronze, a silver or a bronze. Um, we'll see. Well, we'll, we'll you, give Trey an opportunity, you, Trey? but what I will say is the last loss was in 2004, if I recall correctly, at least in the Olympics. Wow. Trey. I'm done with him. He's done. I'm done with him. <laughs> Absolutely finished. This is, this is not okay. We lost to France. France. When was the last time we lost to France? I don't know if we've ever lost to France, to be exactly, honest. Exactly, that's my point. We should not be losing <laughs> to these inferior... I'm not going to say that. That's not nice. I, yeah, I'll get you canceled. That their, their basketball acumen is not ours. I, I don't even know where to go with this. I don't care if we put all second... All D-League All-Stars, we should win. We should win. That's just how I feel about it. I don't know what's going on. I saw the highlights. They were just jacking up threes. Mm-hmm. Like, just all misses. All misses. Not even trying to run an offense. They even admitted they're not even running the offense. They're running concepts. What? What? This is what we're bringing <laughs> to the table? This is what we're bringing yeah. to the table. We're, we're, <laughs> this is, we just decided we was going to throw some last minute stuff together, you know, and, and we could just fake the funk. Mm. We're going to have another redeemed team on our hands and they're really going to go off. That takes well, it serious. 
Well, here, here's, I agree with you, Trey. I think, and I'll make a quick stat to, to go off of your point. Um, Luka Doncic outscored the entire U.S. starting team by himself at 48 points when, with his single performance. So I don't think they're taking it serious to Trey's point. Um, one of the things I will point out is Coach Krzyzewski, when he was the coach, lost one time and went like 106 and one or something. And uh, Greg Popovich has lost six times in international play. Uh, the other thing I've heard rumors is to the concepts points of Trey, um, they've been playing basically San Antonio offense. So a lot of the basketball players on the team are not happy. So I'll, I'll say those things, but at the end of the day, the, the grown men that are on the court are the reason we're losing. You, I'm not gonna blame the coach, but I, just, just some mentionings about that. Um, I, I'm very disappointed to Trey's point about, I don't feel like the effort is there. And the difference with why this happens, in my opinion, with international play is, you know, these these people, when they play for their country, they take it as a badge of honor. Whereas I think a lot of these guys in the U.S. are just kind of like, fuck it, I got nothing else to do, right? For, I, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Trey. Go ahead. Uh, no, it's just, yeah, that's exactly, and that's a frustrating. I can assume it's frustrating. They're doing it for publicity, is what you're saying. Yeah, I don't, that's how I feel. Yeah, and if it's, if it's the Olympics, if you're not going to take it seriously, just the con. Just the con. You have other stuff to do. I get it. But if you're not going to take it seriously, like, people, I take it seriously when it comes to these gold medals. Like, we got to be everybody when it comes to the gold medals. That I just, you know, it's about camaraderie. It's about bringing unity. It's about bringing peace and all that. But we got to win. Yeah. I mean, and to me as a country, when you think about like what we represent and that we're this melting pot, we have a competitive advantage. Right? Like, come on. We have like all different ethnicities that can represent us. So they're like in every field, we should win a lot of them or at least medal in a lot of them. And I think obviously to Sahi's point in basketball specifically, you know, uh, that's where we dominate because it's the one sport where essentially we have the pr the true professional league, right? Things like football, like when I say football, I mean soccer, but football and, you know, these other things, hockey and all that other shit, pardon my French, um, you know, we don't necessarily have the league, but basketball is, in my opinion, in our generation, what we think of when we think of like our nation's sport because nobody does American football. So that's obviously limited in scope and nobody cares about hockey and we don't play baseball like that, right? So anyways, point being is the NBA is the one opportunity for us to get to see our superstars compete. And what we expect because of the dream teams is this domination. But the reality is before the dream team, it used to be, it to be collegiate players, right? The co college players like MJ in the eighties, 84, um, had to play. So one of the things I'm disappointed with is let's go back to the young kids. There are a lot of NBA players who are like 21 through 24 that were like, I would have played, but they didn't give me the chance. And that's to me where we need to go. We need to start going back. If these guys want to be lazy, then let's give it to the kids who want, who care and want to want to have the exposure, but to actually want to play. Like that's what we need is guys that want to play and want to play competitively and not just do it because they're expected to, right? Like we should take that expectation off of people like Katie. Like if, dude, if you don't wanna play, there are guys that will play and that's what we need to go back to. But it's just weird. There's a lot of dynamics. There's the Jet Colangelo, like there's the general manager, they they get to assign who they want to, to participate. But to me, it should be the other way around. The players should be the ones going, 
I'd like to sign up and send an email or, or have their agent represent them something. I think that would help change this because what we're seeing is obligation. Like this obligation that if you're a good player, you're expected to go. Like we were even talking about it. Why isn't LeBron going? Why isn't Steph going? Well, they went for the last like 12 years. That's why. So it's like anything. It's a cycle and it's unfortunate. I think we're all disappointed and embarrassed, quite frankly. Um, I can see Trey's probably a little more steamed than Sahi and I. We're just like, whatever, these guys are lame. <laughs> but having said that, we're going to move on to the NFL and we will be back shortly. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to hit the NFL, and I wanted to start off with what we talked about last week. Aaron Rodgers, will he play another down? We all said we would not cave if we were the Green Bay, and, well, quite frankly, they didn't really cave, but they're making some concessions. Aaron apparently is going to be playing. But let me go off with the concessions, and let's have this conversation. So the Green Bay Packers have conceded to Aaron Rodgers to play. He's going to play. In 2023, Aaron Rodgers' contract, the last one in his current deal, will be voided with no tags allowed in the future. They cannot tag him. The Packers also agree to review Aaron Rodgers' situation at the end of the season. His contract will be adjusted with no loss of income this year to give Packers the cap room now. And mechanisms will be put in place to address Rodgers' issues with the team, one of which was the lack of communication for drafting Jordan Love. The other actual demand, which is kind of weird, but it's going to work out in their favor anyways, is Devontae Adams. Uh, He actually wasn't willing to negotiate with them, and he went off the table. And after today's announcement, apparently Devontae Adams is back to the negotiation table. So it sounds like paradise, although Randall Cobb is apparently a new demand. (laughs) If you guys remember him, Randall Cobb is, uh, Aaron wants him back now. So we're going to have to see if that happens. But um, what do you guys think about the uh, Green Bay Packers willing to try to give Aaron some of these olive branches in his deal? Uh, Not going to completely void his contract in 2023. Not going to tag him. um, Basically renegotiations and essentially giving him a little more control in the general manager department. Kind of the GM thing we talked about. Uh, in the G, uh, the NBA over there. So let's start it off with Sahi on the NFL here. Sahi, what do you think? What do you think about Green Bay doing this? Um, they had to, you know. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. So he's not just any guy. So he's like, look what Tampa Bay did. Anything that Tom Brady asked for, what did they do? Uh, they gave it to him. So and we won a Super Bowl. So why wouldn't the Packers do that for Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever do it? Um, I don't understand why I had to get to that point of him saying he's going to uh, uh, sit out the season. I'm sorry, I had a a text come through. Um, (laughs) Get to that point that he's going to sit out the season, but what else were they going to do? He's the the reigning MVP of the league. So, and he's been at the top of his game since he's gotten the starting job. 
Um, everybody knows that Aaron Rodgers is a, a franchise changer. <clears throat> um, they had no drop off after Aaron Rodgers. Um, he came in and filled his void um, and did everything the team needed them to do. But as you can see, like last year when they drafted Jordan Love, it's just like, what are you doing? Like Aaron Rodgers needs help. You got the team now. Um, you, you're supposed to be doing whatever. You're wasting his years otherwise. And I think that's what he was getting around to. It's um, saying you guys are wasting my years if you if, if you don't do what I need you to do. Um, so it, it, it sucks for Green Bay that they had to do that. But that's Aaron Rodgers, man. Hey, Trey, what do you think? Um, I think Green Bay won. They did... They won. Yeah. I mean, they held they held his contract. They held the rights to him. Um the 20, it sounds like they got a, a break on the on the, the cap hit. So they got a break on the cap hit. They got to bring back a player that Aaron Rodgers is comfortable with, who's a producer who's with Cow, the Cowboys right now. They he, he forced them into locking in Devontae Adams. Duh. He's the a top five receiver. And he's your start. He's your he's a franchise player that doesn't grow on trees. Of course you, of course you work something out with him. Like you'd rather him be happy and winning than upset and crazy a media circus threatening not to play so he can get out. Which in the worst case scenario, you have to throw Jordan Love in there and see what he's got. They won. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers folded. Good. Now we can get on with the rest of the season and trying to win games. I'm good. The crybaby act worked for him. He finally got what he wanted, which he deserved anyway. It's not like he was trying to make the team worse. He wants to win. This is how he sees them winning. It works. Yeah, no, um, I find it interesting. Here's what I will say. I agree with both of you gentlemen. Um, you know, Green Bay basically had to do what they had to do and they won. But to Trey's point, what Aaron Rodgers really wanted was in the best interest of the team. The only thing I will say that's kind of interesting is the concessions they're making basically leave Aaron Rodgers a free exit, right? Because he's going to be playing for this year and then next year. And then he's losing, they're, they're voiding two years. So he does get to just walk away. But if they lock in Devontae Adams, to Trey's point, easily a top three wide receiver in, in football, right? You can argue the best wide receiver, at least statistically last year. He's stuck. Like, he can't leave. Like, Aaron can leave. I'm sorry. Like, he can't. And then you got Jordan Love, the guy you're grooming. So you're going to guarantee your potential quarterback, if Aaron leaves, with a top three, if not the best, wide receiver in football. And you're getting a happy quarterback who can win now. Um, I'm a little surprised this all went so swimmingly, right? Because there's so much drama, as we were talking about this week after week after week. And it's basically just going to be a clean, like, okay, your star receiver is going to sign with you again because you're just folding to the guy who had like legitimate issues, right? So very weird saga. Uh, it seems like it's closing. And uh, I'm, I'm happy for football because I feel like nobody loses in this situation. The Green Bay fans get what they want. Aaron Rodgers at least will, for the for now, get something that will make him feel satisfied and they're going to be a, a competitor, which is what we all want. Uh, to me, Green Bay Packers, I'm not a Packer fan, but I always, for me, since I've been a kid, you know, with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, they've always been competitive. And I didn't want to see them just, Aaron Rodgers just sit out 
and then Jordan Lowe come in and stink it up and then waste a couple years of Aaron Rodgers' career. So interesting story. Uh, kind of glad the drama's over with, but we're about to go into a bigger drama hot seat. Uh, Deshaun Watson. We've been kind of avoiding it lately, but it's football time and we can't avoid it anymore. I'm not going to talk about the allegations. I'm just going to talk about the demand. So Deshaun Watson still wants to be traded. He reported to training camp. Having said that, the Texans do want to trade him as well at this point, but they're asking for five high picks and starting caliber players, according to league executives, three of them. So do you guys think that's a fair trade to go for Deshaun Watson, giving the circumstances. Follow-up question, regardless whether you think it's fair or not. Who do you think is his best fit? We're going to start with Trey on this one. What do you think about this whole Deshaun Watson thing? Do you think five draft picks and starting caliber players is a fair trade for arguably a top three quarterback? Yeah, the quarterback. It's Deshaun Watson. It's not just the quarterback, it's Deshaun Watson. I mean, yeah, he poured he poured syrup on pan he poured syrup on shit and made it look like pancakes. You know what I mean? Like, I think I, I mean, yeah, you have to make that. And I don't know because because they haven't been open and forthcoming about this investigation and what's going on. So I don't you don't really know. But in football, I and obviously I, I hope that none of this is true. I hope that it's like a money grab. I hope that it's something that he can bounce back from. But in football, uh, if he could play, they'll make concessions. Uh, that's just true to the NFL. Um, I don't know where he goes. I, I mean, I haven't really, I would, Carolina uh, would be a nice spot for him. Uh, the, the Denver Broncos, ooh, if he went to Denver, that would be nice, you know? Um, yeah, Pittsburgh. Deshaun Watson in Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger's out of there pretty much. I mean, he's past his prime. Like, perfectly. I mean, there's there's plenty of teams that would want his services, and he's clearly a, a genius quarterback with <laughs> incredible athletic athletic ability. So that's just where whoever picks him up, though. I mean, they get Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I'm with Trey. Um, I'll say this much, though. If you, if you kill your pregnant girlfriend, I feel like that's the only time you get kicked out of the NFL. Or if you hit her and you get caught. Um, Sahi, what do you what do you think? Uh, do you think that's a, a, a comparable trade? Like, again, not allegations withstanding. We, we, we can't know if this is true or not true or if he'll be serving time uh, from the NFL for like the... what I forgot the name of it, but basically where it's like, the moral bullshit where they'll, they'll suspend him potentially. Do you think getting five high picks in addition to starters is worth a, in my opinion, easily a top three quarterback? I mean, I put that max two, two first, maybe a second, a third, and a fourth. How many is that? Four picks? The second, second, third, and fourth, and no, two first, fourth, that's yeah, five. Two, yeah, that's five. You're right on yeah, that number. Yeah, yeah. You're right on that number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so maybe, maybe, um, <clears throat> man, I, I love Deshaun Watson's game. I think, uh, I think, I think those that would be a good little package. Maybe uh, trade the 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 quarterback you got start now 
um, the teams that I think that could pull something like that off. Like you said, Denver Broncos. I think that's the team he wants to go to. Uh, maybe the Minnesota Vikings. That with uh, Dalvin Cook down there, that'd be that'd be pretty dangerous down there. Um, and this is one I would hate to see because the the Carolina one you said was was a pretty good because Christian McCaffrey down there. Um, I was going to go with New Orleans, Deshaun Watson. With uh, uh, Coach uh, Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Yeah, Sean Payton. Uh, man, Alvin Cook, Michael Thomas, and they got that would be scary. Uh, man, I would hate to see that. Um, you, so those are a couple, he's got some options, right? <laughs> right? So I would hate to see something like that. Ooh, or Atlanta. But you guys tried to love Julio, that in Atlanta. So, so Julio, he's it, y'all rebuilding down there. Um, even though y'all did get, don't y'all got Kyle Pitts? Yeah, we got Kyle Pitts. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, Deshaun Watson's a special talent. So um, hopefully um, it works out for him, even with his case. You know, um, you always hate to hear that, but. It's it's funny how once you become successful, um, you got all kind of allegations um, coming at you, and we all know how uh, certain people are. Um, so so I'm not gonna get you know what I'm saying. So I mean, when you got the big money, you, you know, people are throwing themselves at you to be <laughs> the one throwing yourself onto others. It's it's man, it's hard to believe sometimes, but. You know, um, hopefully everything works out for him. He's a phenomenal player, um, but he'll probably stay in Houston. My bet. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I think he's a phenomenal player. I'm with you guys. Uh, some of the big ones I heard that I definitely agree with is I New Orleans would probably utilize him the best, right? I don't think anyone else could utilize him better. I don't. I think Denver was also one that could be pretty cool. Um, and I, I think the only other one, although I just think that their franchise is just too hoodwinked to use him. He's so good, but Washington football team could certainly use him. Um, yeah. Again, we're not going to get into allegations. 22 women is a lot. Um, but it's not for me to say anything about it other than Deshaun Watson had a phenomenal year. 5,000 yards, as Trey said, with, well, I'm not going to, the pancakes. He made pancakes out of something that shouldn't have been pancakes. Um, he's a he's a phenomenal quarterback, uh, and anytime he had any sort of interview, uh, like he always seemed very humble and very open with the the media. So all I can say is I I hope if these allegations aren't true, um, that nothing really realistically happens to like him in any capacity. But we don't know yet, and we won't know for a while, right? We're gonna have to let like all the legal stuff happen, but. Uh, we all know that Deshaun Watson not playing football is definitely not good for the NFL, at least while this is like open-ended. So a little disappointing. Um, I got two more things we're going to talk about. The next thing is going to be about COVID. I don't know if you guys have been seeing, but uh, quite a few NFL players uh, do not want to take the vaccine. And DeAndre Hopkins, one of my favorite wide receivers, being one of them. So we're at a position where the players are saying, I will not play if I get 
have to take the vaccine. All the coaching staff is required by the NFL. Uh, what do you think is in the best interest of the league? Because we talked about this last week about the potential for these teams to just take losses. And that's been announced that if there's a COVID outbreak, they will have a, suffer a loss and then move on. So what do you think uh, these teams should be doing to try to change those vaccination rates? Some of them are, the league average right now is 68%. And in most teams are at 85 or higher. For instance, the entire AFC North are at 88%. So they're not going to be dealing with these COVID problems. So what do you think these teams should do? I'm going to start off with Sahi. Sahi, what do you think these teams need to do to try to get these players to kind of come around? Um, I don't I don't know. It's a tough, touchy subject because these teams are paying some of these players millions of dollars. Um, but on the same token, you don't own these players' lives. So you can cut them at any time. Uh, they can decide to quit. Um, they're not going to play football forever. So they have to be able to uh, have the ability to think about life beyond football. Um, so it just, and at the same time, nobody's guaranteed to be in the NFL. So, um, it's a touchy subject, um, cause you can take one wrong hit and never play again. You know what I'm saying? Even though that's, uh, really rare nowadays in football, but it can happen. Um, so it's, it's, it's a really touchy subject and it's hard to to be like hey the teams need to make these players do it or like you know what i'm saying if you're going to play here because there's just so many factors that go into it so it's kind of like you just have to let each person do it how they how they may and then just let the consequences fall out if it does come to that and you know what I'm saying? It's it's one of those things you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. So you kind of just got to let it play out how it will. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm just, you know, could, could you imagine you have a superstar and then they're just not basically not going to play? You just, what do you do? You don't do anything to Sahi's point. Uh, Trey, if, what do you... Yeah, if it's, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, if it's a superstar, I feel like the league will try to its best to sweep it under the rug. So, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Because it's all about ratings in the first place. That's why they're saying all this. So, anyway. Sure. Trey, what do you think? Um, I don't really know what to think about it. Obviously, uh, these are professional athletes. They signed a contract, like I said in the last podcast. They're not regular. So, if you're going to decide not to take the vaccine, then you have to do everything in your power not to catch it. Although I will say in Vegas, I'm not sure where I got the numbers from. I'm the only one of, I'm kind of funny, I'm pushing this, but most of the people that are getting hospitalized now with the new variant are the people that have had the vaccine. So um, whatever your reasoning being, you, you have to stay safe. And if you're going to be in the NFL and you have to pay, whether you have the vaccine or you don't have the vaccine, I feel like it's your job and you're getting paid the big money to put yourself in a isolated situation where you have at least contact with the other people as possible because you the rules are stating that you are going to take that hit. Either way, you're going to take that hit. So it is in your best interest to do what you can do for yourself and for the team to make sure that you 
stay healthy and safe, however that falls. Yeah, no, it's it's tricky. Um, I don't I don't know what to think either. I just wanted to pose the question because it's something that's happening right now. You know, you had about 22 players and uh, about six hours after they made their tweets about they weren't going to play, they got deleted. So I have a feeling to Sahi's point, big, big NFL swept that under the rug and they said, hey, zip it, quiet, quiet. You know, we'll deal with this on the back end of things. You can hate the NFL PL you want, but we all trying to get our money. So um, we'll have to see. We'll stay tuned on it. We will report anything that we get from the news. Uh, I just wanted to kind of end this with a quick little fun segment. We used to do this a lot. This is going to be new for these guys, I believe, but we're going to do with overrated, underrated. So I'm going to go with most overrated NFL player. Trey, you, you have some time. You don't have to give it to me this second, but I want you to take a moment and think, who do you think is the most overrated NFL player? If you need a little more time, I will go first. No problem on uh, that. Go first. Okay. To me, this is not going to come as a shocker, but um, I'm going to go with a tie. I hate to do this because I said most. I'm going to go with Odo Beckham Jr. as one and Carson Wentz as number two. Carson Wentz is going to be starting it for the Indianapolis Colts, which is absolutely disgusting to me after his performance last year and quite frankly in his career uh let's be honest he didn't win a super bowl okay his team did he didn't win the super bowl um as far as odo beckham jr now i'm not saying he's not a fantastic athlete uh, you know i'm not saying that julio jones is better because he is but what i will say about odo beckham jr is uh he had more drop passes than broken tackles over the last three years um is he still have the potential to be what he used to be sure but I don't know where people like, I'm not going to say Jarvis Landry is necessarily better than him. I think that's a stretch, but I don't believe that he is uh, the playmaker he once was. So I just think he's more so his name at this point than uh, his actual skill set, because that's all I was hearing about the Cleveland Browns is, you know, oh, they don't have Odo Beckham Jr. This, that, and the other. And when he comes back and don't get me wrong, when he comes back, he'll make an impact, but I don't believe he is, uh, what we talked about earlier, Devontae Adams level. I don't believe he is at that DeAndre Hopkins level, um, but I feel like his name still has that value to a lot of fans. But to me, Odo Beckham Jr. and certainly Carson Wentz would be my most overrated. Trey, you got one? Yeah, and it's kind of going to be weird because I just talked about how he doesn't grow on trees, but I think Aaron Rodgers is extremely, extremely, extremely overrated. I think he's a okay. great quarterback, but I don't think... As far as like winning and big moments, or and he's had some come behinds, but he doesn't have uh, come behind victories like you think he should have. Okay, uh, I was listening, and I got that point from uh, today listening to Colin Cowherd, and it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Okay, oh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Okay, Sahi, how about you? Who do you think? Man, this is tough. I can't really uh, think of a lot of people that's overrated. Um, but oh, yeah, I got one. 
Baker freaking Mayfield is over. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 talk about him like he's the next one to blow, and he he he's just a system quarterback. He's just a product of having those two awesome running backs, having Kareem Hunt, having um, the other guy, uh, the Nick Chubb, um, uh, Odell Beckham out there, even though he was hurt. Um, Jarvis Landry, he's got an amazing squad. And he had a chance to beat the Chiefs in the playoffs last year and just couldn't get it done. The defense did everything they could. You know what I'm saying? They, they talk about Baker Mayfield, like he's ascending the Browns, but he's holding them back, in my opinion. They need to trade everything they got. Trade. They got the assets, Odell Beckham. They've got Kareem Hunt. They've got picks. They can trade for Deshaun Watson if they wanted to. Send Baker Mayfield to Houston. I talked with my friend. He's a Browns fan, and he loves Baker Mayfield. And I'm like, you wouldn't want Deshaun Watson over Baker Mayfield? And he's like, nope, nope. Baker Mayfield's our guy. And I'm like, you idiot. <laughs> you idiot because if I had the chance to get Deshaun Watson I would I think it's, it's got to be Baker Mayfield most overrated player in the league and I had to do it because what he did to Ohio State that year when he beat him when he was in Oklahoma planting that flag I still remember that Baker you bum <laughs> wow, you know, Marvin's not here, but he's here in spirit and saw he has channeled him. Because I know that would have been Marvin's answer for damn sure. <laughs> right. Well, Sahi, I hate to ask you now, who's, who's your most underrated? Underrated? Uh, Mike Evans, for sure. Oh, I agree with Evans that. That's a good one. Severely underrated. His Madden rating came out, and they got him as a 91. Which Graceful. Make three years ago, yes. But this guy, he's done something only um, Randy Moss, um, I think maybe Jerry Rice. Those are the only other two guys that have done uh, over a thousand yards in their first seven seasons. Come on, man. Come on. He's, he's, he's just a mismatch out there every single week. Like, I, I don't know. He's he's just severely underrated as a receiver. People don't normally put him as a top five receiver, but he's top five. He's top. Yeah, there's a lot of great receivers, and it's interchangeable. But he, they need to start putting some more respect on Mike Evans' name. Him and Levante David, and I'll leave it right there. I'll say this much: Mike Evans is only 27, and it's crazy to think about how good he's been as soon as he came into the league. So I definitely don't disagree with that. Side. He's certainly underrated. Trey, how about you? Who's your most underrated NFL player? Uh, what's my guy that just left uh, the Lions that played for Georgia? Matt Stafford. Matthew Matt Stafford is the most underrated quarterback I've ever seen in my life. I feel like he is. All he does is go out there and throw dimes. You know what I mean? And throwing him to who? And what? I'm glad he's going to get this year to finally express or finally show what he's been able to do. Um, and he's in a bigger market. He's got 10 uh, televised games this season as opposed to, what, 
nationally televised games as opposed to three, that maybe two. Thanksgiving for sure uh, that he had in Detroit. And he, I feel like he's really going to use this opportunity to take off. I hope he does. Well, I'll say this much. Um, if he doesn't, I'll be very disappointed because he's when, ever since Georgia, he's he's been a gunslinger. He's like Brett Favre. He's an Iron Man. Dude plays injured, uh, fantastic arm, and he's on one of the best teams in the league. And the only thing that was holding them from winning was Jared Goff last year, quite frankly. So um, this is his time to shine. But he's also got a. It's going to be a hot seat. Uh, they but lost you know, a lot this year though, they, they did. did lose a lot. They lost. Oh, that's fair. Their first and second running back. They mm-hmm. lost their starting uh, strong safety. They lost their third DB. Um, they lost their uh, def- they lost the defensive coordinator. They lost a lot this year. They lost. Oh, they did. Lineman. They lost a lot. So I mean, they got a. They're almost uh, reinventing themselves because um, they lost Aker to that Achilles, and they lost uh, yep. their yep. second back to Mike to uh, where he went the Dolphins. Dolphins. He went to the yeah. Dolphins, and they have no first in se- first picks anytime soon. Right <laughs> after so, that Jalen Ramsey trade, so they're not going to get much better. So they're going to have to do something now. Um, got to figure some out, but they lost yeah, they got, a lot this offseason. But I mean, look, to your point, and I, I've always said this too. I know, I know, Marvin's here. We went from Marvin would agree with you to Marvin disagrees with you. Uh, Marvin hates Matt Stafford, but to me, Matt Stafford has always been top five quality quarterback. But this is his time to prove it, quite frankly. Uh, you know, sure. he he has the chance. This is his chance. Um, I'm going to go off with this. Jamison Crowder is my serious answer. Uh, he's been with the Jets for the last two years. He played for Washington the previous six. He averages uh, 12 yards per carry. And honestly, I really expect that Zach Wilson's going to rely on this kid. He's going to have an opportunity. I hope he'll use it. But the other thing I will always say is the most underrated player year in and year out, I've said this to Sahi a million times, is Tom Brady. Tom Brady is always the most underrated player in existence. Year after year, he th- this man has never been first team all pro. Can you believe that? This man has never been first team all pro. He's been second team all pro. He's been second I, I team, but he has never wow. been first team all pro. No, Trey, I get you shaking your head, but th- that's what I'm trying to say. He has never been first team all pro. He's been second team all pro. It's because he played with Peyton and every single year, year in and year out. That, remember, in the NFL, it is harder than the NBA because there is only one all pro in these positions. And he has never been first, which is insane to me. He is fantastic. Um, I, I was a Tom Brady hater. I think Trey mentioned it. And I think we converted at the same time. It was that moment when he won that Super Bowl last year that Sahi had been telling us all year he was going to win. Um, but to <laughs> me, to me, he's the most underrated just because year in and year out, we was always like, all right, him and Belichick had this symbiotic relationship and this, that, and the other. But like, quite frankly, Trey said something earlier about Deshaun Watson, and I'm not trying to put that pressure on him, but there were many years Tom Brady made pancakes out of some some stuff he shouldn't have been making pancakes out of, quite frankly. Uh, you know, when we're talking about his best wide receiver, because I refuse to say Randy Moss. He didn't even get an opportunity to really play with Randy Moss. When his best wide receiver is like Wes Welker, and what was that other white boy? I don't really care. It doesn't matter. I'm not talking about Gronkowski. He's a tight end. He doesn't count. What was the other white boy? He just retired. Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman. Thank you. Yeah, and, and Amendola. Danny Amendola. Those are his three best wide receivers when you don't count Randy Moss for the, the, the couple years he had him. That is crazy to me that he's had such a historic career. Having said that, 
you know, I, I, we're all fans of the NFL. Anyone can disagree with my underrated, but you know, quite frankly, to me, this man does still does not get the respect he deserves. And he didn't even have a preseason to train with this team. And his coach made him play a way he doesn't even like to play. And he's like 70. He shouldn't be throwing the deep ball, but they're making him throw the deep ball. And they still won in spite of all of that. So this man deserves some respect. Put some respect on his name. Unfortunately, even though he has seven Super Bowls, he's still not revered as the best quarterback. People are still talking about everybody but him man this whole aaron Rodgers things to trey's point i'm gonna jump on trey's bandwagon now aaron Rodgers is overrated because people talk like he's better <laughs> than tom brady and that's disgusting to me because he doesn't win to trey's point that man just throws no interceptions but he don't win all right you can't blame that on the defense you blame that on the guy for like trying to be cerebral and not throw picks but not do enough to win i'm gonna call him the greatest trent dofer of all time and on that note <laughs> trace so pissed he already told me he didn't like that last time and on that time we go in the wire shots fired he uh, trade trent dofer for two weeks in a row catching strays and we will see y'all next week have a good one deserve these kind of accolades no, he doesn't deserve any of these accolades. That man had a terrible career. And you know what's yeah. funny? <laughs> the thing he's going to be noted for most is being picked extremely early, right? People are talking about Trent is he was going to be some great player. And he did get picked early, but he was, you know, he never came out of nothing. Mel Kuyper thought he was going to be the greatest quarterback of all time, man. It's pretty Mel crazy. Kuyper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is Mel Kuyper, but that's what I always found interesting is Trent Dilfer was like highly recruited, highly stouted, and the only reason he won is because Ray Lewis had to carry him. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy to me. Crazy One of to me. One the defenses ever. And, and I will refuse to say anything about Tom Brady. There'll be no Tom Brady slander ever. Thank I'm you. Rele- relegated to that. Uh, I made that promise to myself. I, I could. <laughs> but I just, I mean, you really can't say anything. Like, because it's like, every time you say something, all you have to do is say seven championships and he won one without Belichick. Like, ah, what? what? They were yeah. seven and five at one point. You guys were seven and five at one point. And he pulled that shit together. He did. Put just, so he just... frustrating because I had a championship. <laughs> well, I didn't think we were going to do it. I was doubting. But now, you know, like you guys said, you just can't doubt Tom Brady anymore. No, you can't. Oh, yeah. I'll never doubt him. And also to Trey's point earlier, basically, if you're good enough to wipe it away, Ray Lewis killed a guy and we don't even talk about it anymore, you know? It's all good. (laughs) He brought a knife to a gunfight, won, and got off. No, no, no. He threw away a white tuxedo that had blood on it and said, I didn't do it. And they're like, all right, well, you could have been scared, Ray. No, no, no. Come on, man. But that's the point with the NFL to Trey's point. As long as you're good enough, don't make an exception. Mm-hmm. Sweep it right and right under the rug. That's right. <laughs>